Hello, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm excited to bring you the conclusion of Chapter 2 of To Be a Fay Queen. Last week, I began reading Chapter 2. Titania and her soldier friend Foster find the evil Cobalt hiding in a mountain and alert her father's army to battle the Cobalt. Her father is injured in the battle. Titania stays with the soldiers to ensure they are victorious. I left off when Titania returned to the castle to find Faye kneeling to her and addressing her as queen. She is horrified that her father is dead. The mountain trembles and the top explodes with gushing lava. Racing away, I rounded the soldiers on the other side of the meadow under the cover of the trees. Kane instructs a small battalion to keep watch and the rest of us take flight bound for the castle. Even from a distance, I can see the sun shining off the white stone of the structure. Drawing near, I descend to the meadow beside my home. Funeral powers line the space. I steal my emotions against my impending loss. One of these may be my father. I stop at each, picking up flowers and laying them atop the fallen fay. My chest tightens as I reach the lost body. Realizing it is not my father, my guilt matches my elation. For this day, it's most likely someone's father. Your brother's pyres are set up in the courtyard. My brain tries to block the memory. Exiting the meadow, I walk through the orchard and into the garden. Each fay I pass drops to one knee as I approach. Even though I fight them, tears stay in my cheeks. My father is dead, and I am queen. I arrive at the edge of the courtyard, but is empty, save soldiers milling about. Dropping to a knee, they clear a path for me. Tears cloud my vision. There's not been enough time to prepare his body. You must be strong, Titania. Every fae watches you. Knowing I must now bear the torch for my family, for my kingdom, I square my shoulders and raise my chin. As I near the entrance, I see a red-headed soldier approaching. I blink, and Foster's face becomes clear. He drops to one knee in front of me. Stand up. You deserve as much honor as I. As he rises, he takes my hand and kisses it. I'm so glad to see you safe, Highness. My face flushes as his eyes lock on mine. His wide-eyed stare does little to give me hope, and I bow my hands into fist. You cannot be a girl with a faint heart anymore. You must show strength and courage. Where is my father? He is in the hall. He asks that you be presented at once. He is alive? But I thought... Relief washing over me, I release my breath. I skim the faces of those gathered, their stares trained on me, and bewildered as to why the soldiers have taken a knee. I do not understand. Foster's eyes stay fixed on my face. What are you staring at? Sorry, Highness, it is your face. Cheeks flaming anew, I wipe my cheeks. With the tears and dirt, I must look horrid. Fingers pull at my wrist, and Foster's hands wrapped around mine. Do not hide. I take in his emerald eyes and full red lips, inches from mine. Hide what? He traces a long line across my cheek. Your markings, they grew darker. Highness, I recognize Kane's voice. Your father waits for you in the grand hall. Father. Following Kane, I cross the corridor into the great hall. Father sits at the far end in a wheelchair to the left of the king's throne. Bandages wrap his torso but he retains good color. 
It takes every bit of self-control to walk across the room instead of racing to his side and flinging my arms around his neck. I remember who and where I am and nod as each of those lining the walls bow to me. Father, I curtsy. I'm glad to see you are well. The doctors say I have a collapsed lung and two broken ribs, but they will heal. That is good. You have a report for me? General Kane, I spin to face him. Kane smiled. I believe you can give the king the information he needs. Raising my chin, I look at father. As you can see, I motion to the window. The anchors have been returned to the keeper. They were hidden deep inside Mount Cascucia at the southern side of our kingdom. We killed all those that escaped, sealed the rest inside the mountain, and left 20 soldiers to ensure there are no stray pebbles remaining about. Father fishes on his arms of his chair, hoisting himself to a standing position. And you and Foster left the castle to find the pebbles all by yourselves? Yes, but it was my idea. Foster only was obeying my orders. If you need to blame someone for disobeying you, it is I. A smile spreads across his face. I underestimated you. Even at your young age, you have proven yourself more than worthy of the throne I now relinquish. Relinquish your throne? But why? You still fit to rule. The doctor said you would heal. I am an old man. Perhaps you do not see that. But you have shown me that you could save this kingdom when I, or any of my generals or advisors, could not. You should be ruling Auburn as queen. All hail Queen Titania! General Kane drops to one knee. Shouts ring through the hall, and those gathered in the courtyard crowd into the throne room. The voices deafen me, and my head swims. Is this real? Surely I am dreaming. Am I prepared for this? Father draws his sword, and I focus on the bright blade. This is your destiny. You will be worthy of this post. I bow before him. I hereby relinquish the role of Auburn to my daughter, Titania, the only heir to the throne. Long live Queen Titania. Long live Queen Titania, the crowd echoes. My heart thumps in my chest as I rise. I take Father's hand as he leads me up to his throne. My throne. I sit down on the weathered softwood and run my hands down the arms, barely breathing. Raising my chin, I scan the crowd. We are victorious today because of the bravery of many, including Foster. I raise my hand and motion to him. Our generals and all our soldiers who fought bravely in service to this kingdom. Let us honor those lost in this battle. I lead the others outside to the meadow. Families gather around each pyre, and in turn, General Kane, Father, and I greet each and offer our condolences and thanks for their loved one's service. Upon seeing the first pyre set ablaze, memory of my brothers flood my mind. I picture their faces and say a prayer, vowing to do everything in my power to spare other these fates. We watch until the last pyre burns to embers and proceed back to the castle. Servers have brought wine and food, and I declare we honor the soldiers and celebrate our victory with an evening feast, music, and dancing. Father places his hand atop mine. Well done, daughter. I bend down and wrap my arms around him. Tears fill my eyes. When they took a knee, I thought you were gone. No one can keep a secret around here. You would do well to remember that. He pats my back. Releasing him, I spin to accept congratulations from all the generals, advisors, soldiers, and castle fairies. Sundown approaches as I greet the last of the well-wishers. 
I searched the room for Foster, wondering where he may have gone. Princess, I am sorry. Queen Titania. Alfredo lays her hand on my back. Would you like to retire to your chambers to cleave and dress for the celebration? Looking down at my leather pants and vest, I realize I'm covered in dirt and blood. If mother were, well, she would have a switch ready to whip me. Water pools in Alfredo's eyes. I wish you were here to witness this. No tears. Ignoring the tick of my side, I squeeze her shoulders. Only food, music, and dancing tonight. I will check on mother once I have cleaned up. I take the back passageways to my chambers and find Foster waiting at my door. There you are. I was wondering where you went. I am not much for crowds. Well, I hope you are not opposed to being seated next to me at the feast. His face flushes red. Of course not, queen. I slap his arm. Do not call me that. You and I make a good team. I hope we can be friends. I thought we already were. Well, of course, but you know what I mean. My cheeks warm. You do not have to call me queen or bow or anything. I hope to be bowing in front of you for a long time. He takes my hand, drops to one knee, and kisses my fingers. My face flames anew. I need to clean up and dress. May I have a dance tonight? Of course, at least, I think. I bite my lip, trying to remember protocol for queens and dancing. Foster rises. I think there may be a line of eligible quarters waiting to dance with you. I am not of an age to marry, so there'll be no such thing. Tonight is about celebrating our victory. As you say, my queen, he bows again. My head spins with the weight of the word, queen. Stop calling me that and go. I have to dress. Jumping into the air, I enter my room and click the panel shut. I slump to the floor and press my back against the cool, soft wood. How am I supposed to do this alone? Know who to dance with and how many dances? You have father, I remind myself, but I need my mother. Teary, Alfreda appears from my dressing chambers. I have your back, buddy. You must be exhausted. I suppose I am, I rise. I laid out a dress. Your father wanted you to join him in the study when you were ready. Thank you. I eye the light green silk gown she laid out on my bed, complete with sash, white, elbow-length gloves, and emerald necklace with a stone bigger than my thumb. Crossing to the outfit, I lift the necklace. Where did you get this? Alfredo wraps an arm around my shoulders. It is your mother's. She wore it the day your father was coronated. We thought she would want you to have it. We? child. Your eyes large. I recognize the look of her pity. I've seen it a thousand times. Your father told her what happened, how you led the army, defeated the couple. He begged for her counsel, and still she sat there, just staring at the fire like she always does. I do not think she is ever coming back to you. Your father wanted you to wear this. I will not. I shove it in her palm. I will wear my own jewel. Scanning my room, I find my quiver and dump it. The one fairy crest retrieved from the cave clinks across the stone floor. Retrieving it, I hold it up to her. Have one of the jewelers set this. I have no clue which brother I found it with, but I will wear it in their memory. I slayed the couple, not only for our kingdom, but for them. Alfreda holds my stare and lifts her finger to touch my cheek. Your face is different. My face flames with heat. Foster said my markings were darker. I thought it was a dirt, but it is not. What is happening to me? Her eyes drop. We have never known a female ruler. My head swims. 
but I cannot think of that now. It is too much. I should clean up. Have the jeweler set the stone. As you wish, madam. Alfreda? Yes, she lifts her chin. Thank you for not calling me queen. You will always be my Titania. Wow. Titania really showed her father and the whole kingdom that she's capable of great things. I love that Titania has Alfreda to lean on. As first female ruler of the Fey realm, Titania has many challenges ahead. So if you love Fey fiction or a good fantasy adventure, find to be a Fey queen on Amazon, Kindle, and Kindle Unlimited. I was so excited last week to see it hop to number 92 in the Miss and Legends category. If you read to be a Fey queen, please leave a review and let me know via email or social media. I love hearing what people think about my books and talking about the characters and what may happen in the next installment. This week, I created a blog spotlighting Grace, Titania's mother. She seems like a minor character, but the implications of her actions play a pivotal part in the story. I won't give more away, but if you're interested in learning more about Grace and her role in To Be a Fay Queen, jump over to my blog at trishacopeland.com backslash blog. Until next week, happy reading and happy listening.